three, two, one. Welcome everybody, this is Gary Spikes with Poor Boys Paranormal Podcast coming at you today after a whole bunch of technical difficulties with this internet and you're going to hear a little bit of it coming in the show I'm sure, but I am happy and excited to say that I have tracked down Mr. Don Smith, the uh, individual that called the other day in our live podcast and I was able to get him on in a uh, show for him, dedicated to him. Uh, letting him tell him some of his stories. I know the other day, uh, if y'all had listened to the show, he had mentioned uh, a little bit about Bigfoot and a little bit about the paranormal and the correlation in between the two. And as of course, everybody knows that I'm real big into that. I'm doing research on that. So I've extended the olive branch to him and bringing him on the show. And in saying that, I'm going to shut up and give him the microphone and let him tell you a little bit about himself and some of his experiences and i've got a few questions i'll ask him and we're going to run this thing until he doesn't want to run it no more and then i'm going to put it on the air for you because i think this is going to be a great show guys so i'm saying that mr don how you doing today i'm doing well how about yourself i'm doing good we've got you uh on the microphone we've got a good solid sound so i'm going to hand it to you and let you tell a little bit about yourself and your experiences we can say honestly all over the United States, not just Texas. Uh, well, I appreciate that. Uh, for you, those who don't know me, I'm Don Schmidt. Uh, the main group that I run with is the South Texas Bigfoot Investigations, uh, headed up by Gabe Guerrero. Uh, we have five five key members that we usually run with: uh, Javier Torres, uh, Paul Ragsdale, and uh, Jason Ragsdale are the five guys that we usually. As a, as a team run together, uh, but we have all kinds of members that's been out there forever. Um, I started my Bigfoot uh, journey back in 2014, you know, like everybody watching all the shows uh, on TV as a kid, grew up with The Legend of Boggy Creek. Uh, one of my first Bigfoot expedition with the BFRO in uh, the Sam Houston National Forest in 2014. Uh, that's where I ran into Gabriel and, and Javier that year. Uh, that place, if you guys have never been there, is just, it's crazy. I've never seen such activity. You know, I was one of those skeptics going, yeah, that thing can't really exist. Uh, I'm laying in my tent at 4.30 in the morning, and I hear this big old howl just come out of nowhere. It sets me straight up in my tent. Uh, it just blew my mind. I'm sitting there going, what the heck was this? But uh, that whole area, uh, we were there for four days, and just... We ran into all kinds of people, and you guys heard, heard me on the last podcast. We ran into Bob Garrett and, and Brandon and uh, those guys, and they just took us out and showed us the whole area. And, and such a great, great group to learn from. Uh, we really enjoyed it. Um, well, I just don't know where to go from from there. I've been all over that that area. I've been to Cold Springs, uh, Huntsville. Uh, been up into uh, the Davy Crockett National Forest, uh, been around the woods in Jefferson, Texas, every year when we go to the conference. Um, I've heard all kinds of crazy, crazy howls. I've got on audios. I've got track prints. Um, I've just never had my class A sighting like most people. Everybody's had that. Uh, I've seen people get hit with infrasound, which some people believe and don't believe. Uh, I believe they got hit with something because they were sick for days afterwards. Uh, yeah. I don't think they would make that up. So, um, a little bit, I, I, if 
about me, I live in West Tennessee. Um, I do a lot of research up in the LBL. If anybody's ever been there, um, got some great vocals from that area too that I take care of people. Um, it's just been a great journey. I mean, I've met great people, uh, learn a lot about the, the subject of Bigfoot. The cryptid, uh, society in general has, uh, taught me quite a bit. Great friends. Um, well, I can just talk forever, but I just don't know which way to go because I can share so much with you guys. Well, I'll tell you what, let's start with, why don't we start with Sam Houston? I mean, because there's a lot of stuff going on down there and you've got a lot of history there. And and guys, we will be having some of the other guys from the STBI on. And in saying that, there, there's a lot of these stories will collaborate across. So we'll make mental note of that for in the future that, uh, you know, we'll relate back to this episode also. Well, that I'll go back to the Sam Houston on the 2014 trip. I won't give the, the name area, but most of the people probably know where it's at. We split up. There was on this BFR expedition. There was probably 25 of us, so we were probably in groups of 10, maybe. And uh, we were down this one trail late at night. We walked to the end of it because it dead ends. And we ran across, we're standing there, and we're kind of branched out, and the guy that was kind of leading the group uh, has been an investigator forever for, for the BFRO, great guy. And uh, we're standing there, all of a sudden this tree gets pushed down, and we all go, oh, my goodness, what's going on? We're all standing there, so he says, turn the lights on. So we turn the lights on, and we're shining, and this tree was probably 30 foot high, got pushed down at us. Wow. Just out of the blue. And we were in this trail earlier that day that this um, – as you could probably picture that we were there earlier and that tree was standing up perfectly that night. It got pushed down at us. So that was, that was my first experience. I think the second night we went down another trail as we're going down this trail down to the end. We get down to the end of this trail towards the, uh, the lake and, uh, we're standing there talking with a group and all of a sudden uh, a wolf comes flying in at us. And then we hear this crazy hound dog in a towel like the dogs. I played the other day that we played for you up at Davy Crockett. Yeah. We've got that on recording. The, the hound dogs chasing the howls and it just got louder. So it was a interesting thing. And we thought the log being thrown at us was a distraction for the rest of them to kind of move away from us. But that was an interesting trip. There was probably 10 or 11 of us standing in the group when that log comes flying in at us. Wow. Uh, so, can I ask you a question? And, then, what? and that could be corroborated with the rest of them. Was, was Bob and them with you when yes, that sir. happened? No, Bob wasn't with us on that trip. Oh, so that was just the STBI. He, he came earlier that day. and it, it, oh, No, this was the BFRO. Oh, the BFRO. This, this okay. is before we actually, yeah, this was the BFRO expedition. Okay, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Down in that area. The, the reason I was and, saying that and, is. And you, and when you. Go ahead. Where I'm dealing with the same internet lag that, uh. I had yesterday with a guy in Pennsylvania. I think it's the Mississippi River, folks. It's it's blocking off the internet signal. <laughs> but uh, uh, that is Probably such a is. that's <laughs> such a common occurrence having logs thrown at you down there in Sam Houston that uh, that you almost get stories, you know, mi- mixed up because there's so many stories of logs getting thrown, at, you know, at different individuals down there. So that's a common occurrence, I guess, of that area. Would you agree? It is. It. Logs, um, the, the, the tree knocks and all kinds of stuff. 
I mean, it's just interesting how all this works out. I mean, uh, that was just a whole interesting four days. We had so much activity, it would just blow your mind. I bet. Um, but yeah, the, we were standing there listening to the, the dog. I wish, I wish I could have sent it to you so you could actually hear it. Like the dog and the, and the, and the house going as this dog is pushing this Bigfoot away is, is, is our thoughts. We'll have to share that one. I have to dig that one up because that's a, that's a pretty interesting, uh, audio that we caught out of that one. Now that's not um, the one that you shared the other day, is what it? Else? No, no, that's that's the Davy Crockett. That, okay, that's up I there close you. to Jasper. No, this 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 one was down close into Sam Houston himself. Oh, awesome. Um, well, I could talk about that whole area, but I have to point areas out. We're we're set one night in a parking lot, and we were closer to the Cold Spring side uh, area in a parking lot. Just sitting one night, and a whole group of us. And it, and you talk about the creeks and things moving up and down and we're all sitting in the park a lot and I'm, we're all kind of talking and chatting so I, I bored myself so I start playing barred owl sounds Uh-oh. just to bring out the barred owls to kind of make some noise Yeah. So, so in other words we brought in probably four or five pairs of barred owls into the parking lot trying to figure out what kind of noise we were making but Gabriel actually got a therm hit across the road of something coming in looking at us bouncing back and forth the trees doing the, the standard peak. So Gabriel got a good good video of that he'll wow. have to share with you. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever uh, get over into the Boykin Springs area much down in Texas? No, never have been into Boykin Springs. I, I've heard a lot about it, but never have made it there. We, uh, like I said, we've done that whole area through the Sam Houston. There's probably not an area that we hadn't been in. Um, like I said, I ran into Joe D.H. at Kelly's Pond just out of accident. I was with another guy, and it's funny. We drove through there. And it's during the middle of the day, and he's just kind of showing me Kelly's Pond because I've never been there. Yeah. We pulled into Kelly's Pond. As you've been in there, you drive down and do dead ends, and you back up, and you turn around. And this guy starts walking to my truck, and I kept looking and looking at the guy who was with me. I said, you know this guy? And he goes, no, not really. <laughs> and all of a sudden, <clears throat> he walks up to my truck. He says, hey, I know you. And I'm going, Okay, where do you know me from? He says, Facebook. He says, you're Don Schmidt. He says, I'm Joe DH. I went, oh, well, nice to meet you. So that's my boy me Joe. out of my truck off of Facebook. I thought <laughs> was pretty interesting. That, that's my boy Joe. I love him to death. He's he's awesome like that. <clears throat> I just posted on my Facebook page that LBL pal. You can listen to it too. Well, why don't we, uh, why don't we so, just listen to it right quick? Um, yeah, there's that one, and you can play the one from Magnolia Ridge that I sent you earlier. Yeah. The uh, LBL How is looped six times, but it was interesting. They were playing music in the LBL. Excuse me, I'm fighting a cold. I've been traveling. Um, they were playing country music when we got back from traveling around the north and south side of the LBL that day. and <coughs> We just got back to the campsites. <coughs> we're unloading gear. We're sitting there uh, getting stuff unloaded, and all of a sudden Javier goes, hey, listen to this. He said, can you guys hear that? And I went, no, and all of a sudden you could hear a howl from a distance. <clears throat> so I said, anybody got a recorder going? And they all said, well, we got them out there on the trees. So luckily, I had mine still on my backpack because I carried mine with me. <clears throat> yeah. And that's what I caught off my recorder. Okay, for some reason, the uh, uh, I've got the Magnolia Ridge, but I'm still waiting on the <laughs> LBL. 
which I'll tell you what, if we can okay. backtrack a little bit to the Magnolia Ridge story and then I can play it. And then, because we'll, we're going to roll right up into the LBL here shortly, folks. We've got a not only cryptid uh, stories from up there, we've also got, uh, how would we say, paranormal experiences up there. So if you want to, Don, uh, just kind of tell us a little bit of back history on the Magnolia Ridge deal, and then I'll play it. Well, okay, the Magnolia Ridge is uh, a state park outside of Jasper, Woodville. We went there in 2014 as a group. And, uh, Gabriel said, yeah, I was there, I think, a couple years before, had some good activity. Uh, we had never been there before. Um, so um, it was a big group of us. I, I met a whole lot of people that time. Um, and it was like uh, I took my daughter. My daughter, my youngest daughter went with me. She's never been on one of these before, so she decided to go. Um, and we, I was down away from everybody because we all couldn't get in the same area. So I hung up recorders away from the tent areas into the woods and up in a tree facing out across the lake because there was another part of the park on the far side. Well, like the second night during the day, it's it, it just before night, it starts the, the frogs and the crickets start to kick in. It was just the sun was just going down when that we caught that howl on my audio recorder during the day, and it was probably I want to say five thirty six. wasn't really quite dark yet. Uh, but it was interesting. It was the first howl that I've ever caught during the daylight. But you can play that for them now so they can okay. kind of understand that. Once I get it back over here to work. I don't remember if there were two houses in that one or not. What's unique, you know, you can't, I've never heard of folks out, of course, uh, I've, I've never been in that kind of a community, but I've never heard of uh, folks out in the daytime even doing calls. You know, you, most of the time they want to yes. hunt for Bigfoot at night, so that, that uh, to me, that eliminates that it. But that's unique. That's interesting. And what's so funny is it sounds. Yeah, it. it Go ahead. It, it was just. It was during the day. Like I said, it was. It was just one of those that you just wouldn't believe. Yeah, and like I was telling you off the air, uh, it's it's so funny that there's so many similar 
sounds that comes out of that area, the whole Sam Houston forest, but you can tell they're not the same thing. But then that just adds more credence to me that they're in that area because so many people's getting sounds from there over a period of a long period of time. Yeah, well, this this was closer to Jasper. This wasn't in the Sam Houston. So. Oh, okay. The the other thing that I that, that I got to show you, I don't know if you can see it from here, but there is a hiking trail in the middle of the park that comes in from the lake. <clears throat> and one of the guys goes, "Yeah, we found a print here through this area like a couple years back." So we kind of looked around, and we did find a print under which I took a picture of, which I could probably send to you. But my daughter walked over, and there was a bowed tree just probably to the right of where this track was. And she goes, Dad, what's this fishing string doing in the tree? I said, fishing string? She said, yeah, there's fishing string in this tree. And I went, there shouldn't be any fishing string. There ain't no place over here to fish. The water's probably 100 yards the other direction. Well, I had it. This is just a sample. I don't know if you can see it or not. But it was just all tangled up in the tree. And we had collected a whole bunch of it. We sent it off to have it tested. Hmm. And it came back unidentified as always, but this is this is just something I kept because I've already contaminated it. And yeah, I needed something for myself, and it was like it was almost like horse hair, but there's just there's no way a horse would have got tangled up in this. Because he had to duck underneath this bend of the tree up and up into the thing where this got tangled. But it was the most unique hair that I've ever seen in my life, and it's still got the leaf and stuff on it that I, that I kept for myself. Wow, uh, I tell you what. Uh Don, since we are we're doing this in audio format, any pictures that you want to send me, send them to me, and then just notate each picture of the story behind it. And then what I'll do is I'll I'll post it in on the video side of it to where people can see okay. it as we're talking about it now, and uh, it, it works real good that uh, that way. And so that's you said that's close. Okay, to I've added. Yeah, yeah, Jasper, Jasper Woodville. That's, that's and uh, yeah, that was that was that was a wild wild day, and like it, it was one of those we didn't see anything at night, but that daytime how, and then running across this hair sample that we got was just uh, mind blowing. My daughter really became a believer. She was eighteen at the time, going, "Yeah, Dad, you're just crazy. You're out here chasing a mythical creature." I'm going. Well, come with me. You can hang out with the people that I know, and then you know that Dad's safe out in the woods and not going to get killed by half these people that we know. <laughs> and uh, so, anyway, she became a believer. She really, uh, she she had a good time about finding in his hair because she's going, "What's this fishing string doing up here in this tree, Dad?" <laughs> it's it's funny how the one moment in time, and all that's all it takes is one little thing to make somebody from a, a skeptic to a believer, or from a believer to a knower. Uh, my wife uh, became a yep. went straight from skeptic to believer to knower in about point three five seconds when uh, one started throwing stones at us. <laughs> she was she she kind of it kind of messed with her a little bit. Well, you know, we also go to um, the Texas Bigfoot Conference every year up in, in Jefferson. Yeah, we always stay at Cato Lake, and you heard Paul talking about the story that we're always back in Armadillo Ridge. Well, the first year we were back here, uh, they put up a pole, and Jason put their tent up past my trailer because they took my trailer that year. And we're sitting out there next to my trailer, and something was throwing. Um, I don't know what kind of nuts were on the tree, but they were throwing them, and they were bouncing off Paul and Jason's truck. Wow. And we're sitting there going, are you guys hearing it? And we're just sitting there just amazement, and they were just throwing this stuff in at us. <clears throat> and that's where Gabriel got his... Because he always parks his truck, 
he doesn't ever camp anymore. He always sleeps in his truck. Yeah. And he faced it in for the area in the Cato Lake campground. The area faces towards the tent area, which is probably another 200 yards, maybe, through the forest over into the tent area. And he set up a recorder, and he got something that night coming in at him and woke him up. So that was pretty interesting. Yeah, he, he told me so, that story and I think in a, in, a year, in a year before that, uh, I think somebody actually got a handprint on one of those tent, tent, tent campground sites over there in Cato. They took a picture of that. So uh, Cato is a pretty interesting place if you haven't been there either. So uh, another exciting uh, area that you can spend some time in too. Oh, yeah. Uh, my, um, my wife's family is from Minden, Louisiana, so we drive over the north end of the Caddo Lake to go down there. So we camp at Caddo quite a bit. We've had some some serious uh, experiences there, for the lack of better terms, but that'll be a whole different show. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we did a tour. We actually did a trip. To, the five of us, we went to the hill country on the other side of San Antonio. Uh, we hiked in about two miles into this backpacking place. We really didn't have any activity, but we got a great picture from the park ranger on our way back out. She shared with us. Uh, I don't know if Gabe will let us share it or not, but it's a picture of a Bigfoot up on the ridge that they just happened to take at sunset. And you can see the silhouette of it up on the top of this ridge of this, of the hill country there. So, but that, that weekend we, uh, didn't have any activity, but it was a, it's a nice area. We've, we've heard there was a lot of activity over in the hill country, and uh, we wanted to go check it out. We always wanted to go back. And, um, so we can share that picture with you if Gabe says it's okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll approach him uh, gently about that because he's, uh, I don't want to upset that feller any at all. He's got so much information and stories. I want to, <laughs> I want to ease into him. Right. So, um, where do you want to go from there? You want to? We can jump to my side over towards the LBL. Um, well, one thing I was can, I was uh, wanting to talk I, a little bit about Bigfoot there. I was wanting to ask you how long uh, uh, how long you've been up there, and uh, what made you move up there from the Great Lone Star State. <laughs> well, actually, I I lived in Texas a long time ago when I was in the Navy. Uh, I was stationed in Houston. Um, <clears throat> actually, I haven't been back to Texas except for all my my two. Two trips a year I try to make. Um, I've been in Tennessee since 07. Um, been here ever since. West Tennessee. Nice area along the river. Um, but like I said, Texas is still my, my home. I always like to go back. I like the food, love the people. So, and I always like that, the Piney Woods area along that Texas Louisiana border. Yeah. So, but like I said, I, it just, Texas, Texas got me interested when I saw that first BFRO expedition. Um, I've done several of those. Um, I've done several BFRO in Texas. I've been a couple of them in Missouri. Um, I haven't done any anywhere else with the BFRO, but, and we've done some together at the STBI. So, but overall, um, if, if you, when you start talking about West Tennessee, you get along that river, uh, that river runs through that woods all the way over. Written up to the northern part of the LBL, where the LBL runs in between Kentucky and Tennessee, with the two lakes split or the river split up. Uh, great area. And you always heard the, the stories of as the kid is the beast of the LBL. Yes. <laughs> we can get into the dogman stories up there. I can tell you some stories of, of what I've heard about the dogman stories up there. <laughs> well, that uh that leads me into another question that kind of runs from uh, Texas all the way up there. 
I noticed you uh, mentioned the BRFO now. Uh, I've been following the the outlaws for for years now, and uh, I've I had kind of a little disagreement. And, and folks, I'm not knocking anybody. I had a disagreement with one of them, and and uh, I still respect a lot of their theories and their and I know their stories. Uh, I've been all over chasing these guys uh, around. Was did you the LBL? They have a lot of stories from the LBL and Texas. Now, I'm, I'm kind of curious. Was you ever a member of the Outlaws? No, sir. No, I just, I know some of them. I, I met the, the the group that's off of that called the uh, Sawdust Beast Group. I don't yeah. know if you know those guys. Yeah, I know them. I know them, yeah. Um, they, 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 they have some interesting, and I, I went to the LBL with them a couple times. Um I've also went to Mississippi with the Outlaws once. Um, they had a small, they invited me down, down towards Grenada. So I've been down there with them also. The reason I was saying that one I don't of the, know, like I said, the LBL has been always interesting. Uh, the reason I was saying that is one of the original uh, Outlaws, the, the I call them the OGs, uh, moved from, I think, on Oklahoma here to Tennessee. But uh, uh, I love those guys. And, and I'm, I am going to drop a name in a positive manner. Bear. Jim Bear King, if you ever hear this, man, yep. how you doing, yep. Papa? I call him Papa Bear half the time. He's he's my he, <laughs> he's been a mentor of mine for a long time. And uh, but uh, no, the great great bunch of guys. Yep. I just had. Yep. A, a, I, I went on I went on a trip with him. That's the one I went on a trip to down to Grenada when I met him for the first time. Great guy, great guy. Lots of stories, lots of knowledge too. Lots of knowledge. But uh, yeah, LBL folks, uh, we're going to get into this. Uh, in saying that, we're going to talk a little bit about Bigfoot at LBL, but as of probably about three, two, one, we're going to drop into the rabbit hole that we call paranormal, and it covers a broad expansion. So, all you Bigfoot folks that don't do the paranormal, I'm not going to apologize. We cover everything here. You can just turn it down or turn it off. We're going to we're going to jump off into this thing head first. <laughs> And in saying that, Don, let's get you on that LBL, brother. I've been wanting to hear this for a long time. Well, and, and I'll use the, everybody talks about the north side. The north side is supposed to be the dogman side. So <clears throat> I'll use the example. I went with the five of us. I talked Gabriel and Javier and Paul and Jason to come over. I said, let's go to the LBL on my side. So we always do the same in Houston. So they came over and we did, I think it was four days. Uh, we did the north. We stayed the south side, but we, everybody always talked about, Hey, you got to go do the north side. So as we went to the north side, we stopped at the, uh, welcome center. Everybody always says you got to stop at the welcome center. So we stopped at the welcome center and it was just starting to get dark. And up in the welcome center, there's a lot of people ride bikes and stuff up around there. And we're just kind of walking around the parking lot, just kind of looking into the woods. We're standing there, we're staring off into the woods, me and Javier, and I kept looking, and I kept seeing this orange light, and I'm going, man, there can't be a bike path over there. There's just no way that anybody can get a bike into those woods over there, because I saw all these bike riders, I figured maybe there's a, a trail over there these bike riders were riding on. <clears throat> so this this orange light just kept kind of moving through the trees, and I kept looking, and I kept looking, and I'm going, this ain't making no sense. <laughs> so I said, Javier, come here and take a look and tell me if I'm crazy. So Javi came over and I said, Javi, I said, do you see that orange light? He goes, yeah, this orange light was just moving through the trees. I said, that can't be a bike rider. He said, no, it's too high. So that was our first experience with some sort of orb light experience moving through the trees because 
when you look through those trees, there's no way you can see the lake. So you're, you're too far. There's just nothing but brush and stuff going through there. Yeah. So it's just kind of hard to actually say there was a light or somebody back there shining something that, that could have been off the wall. Because everybody kind of finally cleared out of the parking lot. But this orange light just kept moving through the trees on us. So that was our first experience on our first night there. I think the second night, we just kind of walked over all the trails. I think Paul talked a little bit about his show that we walked down this one trail going to the east side of the LBL, heading toward, is it, it, uh, it's not Kentucky Lake. I forget what the other lake is on the other side, but we're heading over that direction on the east side and we're walking through there and, and it's middle of the day. It's hot. We get about halfway through there and there's a trail that goes up to an old cemetery and me and Javier was looking and says, well, let's go up there and check this out because you have to go straight up this hill. And we said, you guys want to go? And Paul and Jason and Dave said, nah, no, old guys, we're going to sit down here. You guys, young guys, you hike up there. So we did. So we started up this incline going to this old cemetery up here. We're walking and we see all kinds of strange things. You know, see tree bends and the natural things we're taking pictures of. And we get halfway towards the end of it. And I had my video camera with me and it was fully charged. And all of a sudden you can hear me say on my video camera, I said, look, my battery's about ready to die. And it did. It just shut off. So I just, I just turned it off and we walked on down to the little cemetery. And in this cemetery was like a family plot. And there, most of the headstones in there were children. So they were, must have been children that somehow didn't make it or something. Yeah. So we did our respects and all that other stuff. You know, we put our pennies on the headstones and set our respects to them. And we walked back out. We took more pictures and got back down. And we got back, started back down the hill. And we got back down to where those guys were sitting. I said, Javi, look at this. My video camera came back on fully charged. Wow. So tell me the paranormal on that. I said, look, my, <laughs> look it's fully charged. You know, I said, I don't know what happened. I was just blown away. Wow. So that was another paranormal experience at the LDO. Um, I think later on that evening, we went back to the camp, ate some lunch and stuff, did some stuff. And then we went to the east side. We, had, we started going through there. When you get into the LBL, we'll start going back into the Bigfoot type thing because they have open paddocks out of the tree line. And it, it, being a deer hunter, you never hardly see big groups of deer standing in the middle of the field at night. And the LBL, you see lots of deer standing in the middle of the field in the middle of the night because they will not run into the woods. Mm-hmm. You know how people walking down the road and you're taking pictures of all these deer standing there. And you can go towards a deer, you know how a deer will jolt and run back into the woods? Yeah. On the LBL, they won't do that. That it, It's just crazy because they know there's something in them woods they don't want to go into. So anyway, we, we saw all kinds of deer do that. We kind of got back in the truck and we drove down a little bit more. We ran across this old campground called uh, Skunk Hollow Campground, and the gate was closed. We said, hey, let's just walk back in here and see what's going on. So we kind of walked back in there and... This campground's laid out and had like two or three loops, but the grass was three feet high, old showers. You could see where the old playground equipment was. It just looked like they just shut it down for no reason. And we're all speculating, going, yeah, this is kind of crazy. Here we're on the north side. It's middle, I forget, it was middle of the summer, and this campground was just completely shut down. And we noticed there was a video camera up on one of the poles as high up as it like they did get, so they could be watching what was going on in this campground. So we made all kinds of stipulations, you know, that something might have happened. But you can't find this campground on any map when you go search for it. It's called Skunk Hollow Campground. Really? When you look in the LBL, you can't find that campground with this. It's just completely shut down. Another interesting thing, we, we've heard all kinds of stories. And, and I'll probably, I'm going to tell the story. Everybody's probably heard the story about the bow hunter in the LBL. Yeah. Have you heard that story? Yes. 
but say okay. it anyway. Well, tell it anyway. Tell it again. Yeah. I mean, no, we're here. That's what we're here for. There's all right. Well, the story, the story about the deer hunter and the LBL, he goes deer hunting during deer season, bow season. And in the LBL, you have to get a permit to be able to tent camp anywhere into the LBL, not outside of a campground. Well, he got his permit, parked his truck off the road, hiked in, heading towards the east side of the LBL, and, and he was doing his, his hunting. Well, that weekend, his wife started to get worried when he didn't come home. Well, he got later and later, and I think she finally called the park rangers going, hey, my husband's there deer hunting. He says, uh, he hadn't made it home. He says, uh, can you guys go check on him? And she gave him a description of his truck and what it looked like. And park rangers went out there and started looking for him, and they found a truck right where she said it was probably supposed to be. Well, they hiked in, found his tent gear, everything's still set up, everything's still looking primo. And I think probably, I don't know, 20 or 30 feet, further they found him up in a tree dead where he'd been killed by something mm-hmm. and they this story has never actually made it public except for the what has been told on and we took one of our fbi friends over and he goes i can't believe this has never made the national news i said this story could be told by anybody in the lbl but this hunter got killed by whatever this thing was but it dragged him up into a tree just like a, a cougar or a mountain lion would do yeah but they, they found him in the tree but that was an interesting story, and that's always how that north side got its fame. You know, the beast of you know, the fame for the beast of uh, the LBL. Yeah. So, but you know, when you try to get people to talk about that area over there, they're not very friendly when you start talking about. Hey, have you guys ever heard of anything? And they kind of look at you like you're kind of crazy. So, but the rest of that trip, I mean, like I said, we got that pal that night coming back into the campground that I sent you. Hopefully, you can pull it up and play it now. Yeah, I've got it ready right here. But that one is, it, it loops six times. They were playing country music that night when we got back to the campground. And when we got back to the campsite, we're unpacking, and Javier says, hey, did you hear this? We said, yeah, and you could hear it off into the distance. We all kind of laughed, and we must not like country music. So anyway, that that is what we caught on that audio that night. It's funny that you said that, because I was on to interject and say, that's probably the reason it was howling, because I was listening to country music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, because there was all kinds of people in that South Park. I mean, it wasn't one of those small campgrounds. It had all kinds of people. And uh, but it's, uh, all that stuff was just happening off there from us. And saying that, folks, I'm going to play that play that audio right quick, and then we'll jump right back into it. <laughs> kind of a bark and then that howl so it was kind of interesting how that played out it actually is it's it's that that right there with the other audio that i've heard from the lbl and here we go jumping down this rabbit hole again you know they talk a lot about bigfoot but uh i've got a real good friend that lives just across the uh, ohio line and runs that lbl quite a bit and there's other things in the lbl besides just bigfoot yeah, they always say that you shouldn't camp alone on the north side. I've never been afraid. I camp over there all the time by myself, so I, 
I never have any issues. I usually like going towards the end of fall when most of the campers are all out because I usually stay in the North Campground and I find some interesting stuff up in that area. So, and I can tell you after the guys all left, we didn't have any other activity, but I went back up towards the end of fall and I was camping in the North side and, uh, just by myself in my tent, I started exploring. So I kind of walked up one of the little ridges. It was probably behind this camper here all the time. And I probably walked 300 yards up into this ridge <coughs> and I run across this big deepy lean to. It's got a tree that's probably about six inches round, 30 foot high, that's been pulled down, shoved into the ground. And all these tree lit or sticks piled up against it. And I'm going, why would somebody build this right here so you could actually sit and look down into the campground from mm-hmm. this vantage point? And I'm going, why would a hunter build a hunting thing to look down into the campground? This don't make no sense. But I went back up a few years later and took my grandsons up there because they wanted to see it. And they uh, go, Papa, there's no way we could have pulled this down. So I'll have to send you those pictures because, like I said, there, there's people that when I've shared the photo, they've said that it was something the Boy Scouts made. I said, well, if a Boy Scout was able to climb this 30-foot tree and pull it down, they're, they're a better group of guys than I am. I wouldn't have been able to help them pull it down. Uh, Don, in saying that, uh, that's one thing I wanted to, well, as soon as you start talking about the north side of the LBL, but I wanted you to let you tell that story because this story is kind of a precedence above the rest. But that, that north side of that LBL is a, how would we say, well, I'll just put it out there. My my mentor and boss in the survival world from Ohio trains a lot and shoots videos, uh, survival videos and, and bush craft videos in LBL. So a lot of the stuff that people are seeing of that nature are, are him. I've actually seen some of his, I know his signature on his structures when he does structures and stuff. And because he's the one that taught me, but that no, right? The, 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 no human is. I don't think a human's gonna be able to pull a, a six inch, you know, down like that. Yeah, I, I have to send you those pictures so you can take a look at them because Definitely. it's interesting. It will blow your mind. Um, like I said, uh, we I've never had had my class day sighting. I'm waiting for my day, and I'm going, man. I hope they just walk across the road someday. I have my bigfoot sighting, but it, but. The things that I've seen, the sounds that I've heard, the prints that I've looked at, in my mind, I know they exist, even though I've never physically seen one. I mean, that those howls, like the one that I played from the Davy Crockett, I don't know if you want to play that one again. That one there will make the hair stand up in your head because you can hear that howl all the way across from it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can, we can get back to that right quick. I'd like to kind of hang around the LBL for just a minute. Uh, in saying that, okay. in a, in saying that, Don, that you're going to get a kick out of this. Uh, same individual I'm talking about. He would not give me permission to use his name on the air yet because he has some contractual agreements with, <laughs> with, uh, entertainment industry. But I will say this. He has been running, huh? He has been running that area of the LBL in Southern Ohio for about 40 years now. And his direct quote and, and, I'm not going to say your name, but when you hear this, uh, don't get mad at me because I'm not saying your name. But his direct quote is, there are things that creep around those woods that would make the hair stand on the top of your head. And there are things that stomp around them woods that will raise the hair from your head and your head attached. That's true. (laughs) Yep. 
Yep. Yeah, they they said that Honor's head was turned around. I, I don't know if I said that or not, but they said his head was twisted. I've been working. So, on, um, I've been working on this guy for about three and, years and, now. And, 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 and Paul Regsdale talked about his picture of the bison when we stopped down at the bison range. Down in the main thing, they have a big bison area, and he went over and took pictures of the bison. And he told that story after he got back, and he, he started looking at his pictures. He, he had that big old orb that was so close to him, and then the two off in the distance. He didn't see when he even walked up there. He said, well, what kind of creepy stuff is this, you know? Watchers in the woods or what, whatever it could be. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that those orbs were just kind of weird that he picked out of out of the thing that was just wild that it, it, it was just there. You saying that, uh, I think a lot of things that when you talk paranormal, uh, people don't understand is, you know, that whole LBL area was involved in so many conflicts in the past. You've got the Ohio Valley River Wars, the War of 1812. You've got all the, the Native American uh, conflicts that happened up through there. All, stretching all the way back to the seven, you know, sixteen, seventeen hundreds that we know as Europeans coming across, and then even before that, with that, the Algonquin Indians, and the, all the way back, that that's actually a very bloody area, and there's no telling what kind of spirits are are if if you believe in that kind of thing, and I'm going to put it in that conjecture that if you well, believe in that, and even even all the family plots that are up there, they're still there. The houses aren't there, but the great graveyards are still there that are through that LBL that that are just family cemeteries. So, and you're talking old-timey cemeteries, you know, that people had to move out before they uh, start building the two lakes and flooding that area. So, there's a lot of homes that are probably underneath those lakes. Absolutely. You hit a real good point with with them flooding that, with them flooding that, uh, the lakes and stuff like that. Uh, there's a going theory that, you know, water uh, especially over, say, like a, a grave or something like that, or a drowning, uh, amplifies the the energy left by you for the spirit. You know, there there it's a conduit for the energy. So the theory is, is if you, around water, that uh, the energy there is stronger than it would be if there was not any water around. Right. So I think we talked a little bit about this yesterday. What do you think about bigfoots in the graveyards? What What is your thought on that? I. That's, now you're putting me on the spot. I honestly believe that three factors. I am. <laughs> three factors uh, factor into that. One thing, the first factor is Bigfoot is a very curious animal and a very natural animal. I think they are drawn to these, and I think they're a very spiritual animal. And I think they're they're so in tune with their environment that they they're drawn to the the gravesite. Factor two. Humans have a tendency to stay. Most humans, as a population, are taught and to stay away from cemeteries at night. So that would give the the Sasquatch or target species, whether it be in Sasquatch, any of the cryptids, uh, 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 like a sanctuary place to stay during the night away from humans. Third factor is, and I've got to give credit once again to uh, Miss Eden Bordeaux out of Louisiana that brought this to me, of what's around a cemetery most of the time, and that would be a fence. What keeps a fence in? Livestock in or out. A lot of times rabbits or deer or something might get inside the cemetery, and it's always usually pretty clean cut. That would give the, uh, the the target species a chance to get inside of there and chase them down and, and corner them up to feed. 
and there's that's three my three main theories. Theories it could be either one of them, any one of them, or a combination of all three plus some. But that's just in my opinion. That's my theories on the. Uh, I don't think that Bigfoot is a supernatural animal. I think it's a physical animal, but I think it is is so curious, like we are, that uh, it will hang around those areas just to see what's going on. Gotcha. I'm just kind of curious. Um, like I said, that that whole area for orbs and and different things. Like I said, that that when the video camera died halfway up and then turn around and come back fully charged when we got back down was just mind blowing. I mean, I, I was just completely shocked. I bet. I I'm that's a a very endear subject to me about the buffalo and the orbs and the whole. Uh, Native American First Nations beliefs and in the spirituality aspect of it that uh, they protect the animals. Uh, it's very close to my heart, close and dear to my heart, because I believe that we should protect the animals. And I, once again, yeah, a lot of Native American cultures say that the, even the Sasquatch is is the protector of the of the, the nature, the protector of the woods. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. Like I said, the LBL is just, just interesting. It's a, it's a place that you've never been. There's a a trail there that uh, it has the Civil War history on it. You guys, you could walk that trail and just picture the uh, the soldiers walking that trail back in the day during the Civil War. An eye opening type thing for the for the LBL. They got tons of campgrounds. They got tons of things to do. But there's just so places, many places in there that, like I said, that that howl was just. If, and we if we didn't hear any of that type of thing until we got actually back to the camp on the south side. Almost the last night we were there. I was I was just gonna say that one factor since we're 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 advertising the LBL, one factor that a lot of people uh, that hasn't been there that I think should be brought up is it is one of the most beautiful areas of that uh, geographical areas of that of that vicinity it's flat out gorgeous uh, i never understood where people get eerie feelings there i've never got an eerie feeling now i've i've had crazy stuff happen to me there but i've, I've always felt tranquil there for some reason yeah i don't think i ever had an eerie feeling but it was just like when we were walking up to that cemetery we just kind of felt like we were being watched mm-hmm it was just one of those feelings that you would walk around and you could take pictures and go, this is just kind of unique and kind of weird how how this is this all here. And, you know, we just felt like something was watching us the whole time we were there. But other than that, I mean, it, 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 it was, it was an interesting place. So the, the history behind it ascertains so much that people should actually go there. And like you said, it, it does get crowded, you know, during the holiday seasons. I mean, during the summer season, vacation season, that South campground will be packed. It, it, I've, I've seen 30 yeah. trailers in there and people running all over the place. And, but it's funny. You get in, like you said, you get in there in late fall and early winter and get on the North side and, and you, you can really feel isolated. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean you're almost there by yourself. There's, I mean, it's how 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 desolate it is because a lot of people don't go there during when it starts to cool off, and because they shut the water off at a certain time frame. I think it's 
late October, November, they turn the waters off to the showers and all that stuff. So you're actually, if you go into camp, you're, you're dry camping. So absolutely. Absolutely. And, and another thing too, that, you know, everybody talks about the LBL, but you run just north of LBL, start heading north up into the hills and it gets real desolate up in there. Yes, it does. So, uh, now that we was talking about it earlier, I, I kind of find the uh, the howl that we was talking about earlier that you got. Now that was what part of Texas? That that was the, that was the Davy Crockett National Forest. Yes, yes. Why don't you go ahead and, uh, uh, if you don't mind, I know you kind of told it the other day, but we covered so much the other day. Uh, uh, go ahead and tell the uh, the story behind that, and then I will play it. Well, this. This was June of last year. Uh, three of us decided to get together. We couldn't get the whole group together. And Javier Torres and uh, <clears throat> Dee McGowan, he's a, a friend of ours. We met at the uh, Texas Bigfoot Conference up in Jefferson. He's a uh, retired FBI agent. He kind of, we, we got to be friends with him. And uh, Mike listens to most of his. He's an ex-ranger. And he tells all kinds of good stories. Who's that? We got talking to him. And we said, hey, we're going on this trip. Would you like to go? And, uh. He says, sure. So we kind of picked a place that we hadn't been. And so we decided to go to the Davy Crockett up there. And it's, it's just out in the middle. How do I want to say we're, it's north of the Sam Houston, uh, just a nice area, lots of wood trees, big pine trees. We pulled up the Topo maps the first night we were there. We went hiking into this place. It was called the Big Slough. And it, it, when you talk about a slough, you're talking a creek, swamps, bog. A whole, whole ball of wax. And we checked it out during the day. We hiked all over. We saw all kinds of interesting, you know, tree breaks and, you know, the stuff that you mainly see. We didn't see any tracks or anything to cut our eye. But we hiked that whole day. And later on, we went back to the camp, got something to eat. So, well, what are we going to do in the evening? So we decided, well, we'll go back to the same place we were at. So Javier and Dee decided to go. I wasn't feeling so well. So I, actually, I stayed in the camp that night. I wasn't feeling so well. So they went and they set parked the truck and they got the recorders out and all of a sudden as soon as they pulled in, this all started. And this continued for quite a ways, so Yeah, this this clip if you want to play that sound for Yeah, yeah, I'm working on it. This uh this clip is uh almost four minutes long, folks.
that creek. I'm going back in that direction. Yep. Oh my god. Take a grip on those dogs. Because they're dogs, man. just uh, trying to wait for the noise to stop. That's the internet noise. I thought it was my processor, but that had nothing to do with the uh, computer, because that was actually coming from the phone. Very interesting uh, clip of audio. It, it was. It, yeah. Those howls were higher than anything that we could actually match it with any tones that any local animals that we knew of. So, uh, that, that was an interesting night, and that was the only thing we heard the rest of the time we were there. It, yeah. it got quiet after that. We don't know if they were moving on or or what it was. Well, that was about the only thing you heard from the time before and after, right? Yes. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, you mentioned earlier, uh, I, I didn't catch his name because I was looking for that clip. Uh, you mentioned that y'all met somebody that was a ranger? He was uh, an ex-Army ranger, uh, became an FBI special agent. Wow. And now he's a, we've got him hooked into the Bigfoot phenomena. So he goes with us quite a bit when we go out. Is he a member of your group? D. McGowan. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very good. Very good. That's awesome. Yeah. That that is some of the most interesting Um, audio I've seen, heard in a while. Well, I can't say that. Randy and him's got some real interesting audio too. But, uh, one thing I wanted to, that, that, that one, that one was pretty, pretty wild. Um, I've got some pictures to send you I'm back and I'll, I'll use the Sam Houston again. Cause we go, we'll jump back to the Sam Houston and the big split side. That first trip that we were on, uh, I met a, a friend of mine that, uh, that I think highly of, and we got kind of close and we went out a few times through the thing, but he went out one afternoon by himself. Didn't know where he disappeared to. And he came back and he showed me this pic on his phone. He says, look at the size of this turd that I found on the main trail. And this was on the trail the first night that we were down there that night <clears throat> that the tree got pushed over. Wow. But this turd looked like a human turd, and he had a size 10-foot boot, and this turd was bigger than his boot. We didn't have anything to 
collect anything with. So he came back, and we were going to go back and get it. So when we went back to get it, it was gone. It just disappeared off the trail. Really? And we're scratching our head going, what happened to this turd that was, should have been right here in the middle of the trail? So it's just one of those things, just, you scratch your head. We've got the picture. I can send it to you. People go, oh, that's a bear. I go, no, that's not bear scat. This thing's too round and looks human to be bear. And it's not hog, so it didn't look hoggish either. And you said that was the Sam Houston, right? So I'd, I'll have to send you that picture, too. That was in the Sam Houston, yep. Once that, again, folks. That that was uh, <laughs> just a, one of those things that just disappears in the Sam Houston. So. Uh, I, I, I don't even want to address that now, folks. I'm going to put about 10 to 15 of these shows out about Sam Houston, and then I'm going to lay it out, and they're going to be like, huh? And when I say I'm going to lay it out, I'm going to lay out my theory. But, uh, and it's, uh, once again, uh, it's just in my opinion, it's all speculation. But, uh, speculative, excuse me. But uh, one thing I wanted to, you know, you was talking about, uh, well, you know the- one thing I wanted to, you know, address, you said something about, you know, the talking when it happens. You know, how many stories do you hear of, of people saying they had a camera in their hand or uh, they had a recorder and then, they, they forget to use it. I mean, when something like it happens, we get caught up in the moment. I'm, I myself have done it. Uh, very few people, if I had a situation like that, would actually be thinking. Uh, some people are the exception to the rule, and i got to say Randy is one that uh, is the exception because he's when he gets in a situation like that with him being a firefighter for so many years, he gets stone-cold quiet. Somebody like me, I start getting excited and fidgeting around and, and stuff like that. But uh, uh, a lot of folks, uh, I I'm, have to be careful how I say this. I, I think a lot of folks are real close to uh, closer to uh, losing it when they record something like that or take a picture. Or th- that explains a lot of the camera shaking out of focus. Because when you're seeing something like that, you get so excited that you're, you start shaking, you know. And I've heard people say that, oh, Bigfoot makes yep. my camera out of focus. I don't think it's so much Bigfoot as it is you're excited trying to take that picture and you're shaking and and everything else. And it's, it, that's what causes it to be out of focus. Yeah. And, and the thing of it is, it, that audio has been cleaned up a whole lot. That audio, when we were out there that night, the crickets and the frogs were so loud, it was almost deafening. But you could hear the howls and that dog over that noise. And we were whispering. You could hear them whispering back and forth, uh, saying, hey, you know, we weren't, they weren't talking loud and, and all that good stuff. So it was just one of those that you didn't think anything about when you clear all of it up, how loud your voices are. And, yeah. and Randy says, yeah, we're speculating. Yeah, because we were just talking to ourselves. We, we weren't thinking we were going to share it to everybody in the world when we finally got it. But we thought, Hey, we need to share this because this is good audio. And when you put it on the spectrogram, there's no <clears throat> doubt that this is something that's not a natural animal. <laughs> All right, so now we jump into the Bigfoot, then we jump into the paranormal of the Sam Houston. Oh yeah. Okay, the paranormal of the Sam Houston. You know, I'm I, I'm out there, and I'll have to use this. There's like four of us the first night that there. I went over for a week. This has been a week over to Sam Houston. I, I stayed in Kegel, the Kegel Recreational Area, because I have a, a travel trailer. But you can explore out into the Sam Houston from that campground almost anywhere you want to go. Great audio you can get from that campground also. But anyway, we decided to go east of the lake there, and head east a little bit, you know, 
people probably know the area that I'm talking about, but we we went down and we drove for quite a while because there's a, an area that they always said that, hey, we just need to go out and look because some strangest things that you ever wanted to see. I think the first night I parked my truck up towards the end because we, we walked around during the daytime. Um, massive trees bent over. The smell is just horrid in the area. And I'm throwing Bigfoot and the paranormal all in the same. I parked my truck there. We kind of walked down to the end because it kind of dead end. There's a portage on at the end. And the guy's telling me, he says, hey, he says, Don, he says, uh, he says, you just kind of look out into this field. He says, this is where we kind of see all these crazy orbs. And uh, <clears throat> so I started going, okay. So I'm looking around, and all of a sudden, you start seeing these glowing orbs just kind of floating through the field. And I'm going, are you sure these aren't lightning bugs? And they're not lighting up. They're not nothing. They're just kind of floating along, and you're, and you're just shaking your head going, well, what the heck is this? <clears throat> so... And then this crazy old cow, and I used this story yesterday, the other day when we were on the thing, and I asked Randy, I said, what do you think about mimicking uh, other animals? Because this lone cow is out in the field just having a fit all by itself, no other cows. But these orbs kept floating around, and we found out the nearest ranch was probably 10 to 15 miles away. Well, the cow could have got out and got lost. It was just kind of unique of these orbs floating around. So anyway, we hit back to the truck, and we're <clears throat> riding on the back of a buddy of mine's truck, and we're sitting in the back, and his wife and another guy's up front. All of a sudden, he goes, did you see it? And there was a juvenile that jumped up out of the side of the thing and ran into the brush. We stopped, and we're sitting on the back. We didn't see anything. We go, no, we missed that one completely. So we're looking around and all that stuff. They were telling us the size and the height and all that stuff. So we get back to my truck, and I'll have to send you the picture. But on my truck, I have a handprint or something that is leaned against my truck, big old greasy hand, and looked like it looked in about where my gas tank was and looked into my back window. Got great pictures of it. Wow, yeah, I'd like to. So we load up and we start pulling out. Yeah, that, that picture's an interesting picture, so I have to send it to you so you can see it. So I've got a bunch of stuff I can send you. You'll be amazed at some of the stuff. So anyway, we get ready to leave, and Mark and Julie get in my truck, and the other guys are in the other ones, and we start to pull out. And we get to the end of the road because it's dead end. You either go go right or left. And we'll get back into the paranormal. And I and I don't know if you've ever seen the old train lights like the old conductors used to use to get people on the train. Mm-hmm. They had the big light, you know, when he waved and held mm-hmm. the, the conductor to move the train. They're also known as wheel Well, all of a sudden we stopped at the end of the thing. And we're, right. So we stopped at the end of the road. <clears throat> we kind of looked to the right. And all of a sudden this light shines at the truck turns back across the road, backs up and disappears. And Mark had his thermal going. I said, Mark, did you get that on your thermal? He said, Don, there's not a heat signature on my thermal. I said, how can there not be a heat signature? It was a light. I said, where would that light disappear to? So we pulled around a corner and went, and there's a fence, a Bob uh, regular wire fence that nobody could have got across, and this light just disappeared. And my the hair on my arm stand up now just thinking about it because I've never seen anything like this. This was this the craziest light because it looked like a big headlight looking at you and then it turned and it just backed up away from the road. So we went back the next day and we searched all over. There was no way somebody could have backed up and jumped over that wire fence and disappeared without us seeing or hearing somebody running through the woods. Craziest paranormal stuff I've ever seen in my life. Did you see any tracks or anything? The stuck, no tracks, no nothing. It just vanished. Wow. So there's a paranormal thing that we've never seen before. Second night we went out, it was Mark and his wife and Brandon Garrett was with us that night. <laughs> My buddy. And we, we went back 
and Brandon can verify this story. We're standing at the end of this road. I'm still looking out in the field, watching all these crazy orbs flying around, and they're standing in the middle of the road. And all of a sudden, go, Don, did you see that? I went, what? This beam of light comes straight down on top of them, like they've been zapped by a, a light. And I said, what? Yeah, we just got hit by a big beam of light. I said, are you sure it wasn't a plane or something? Go, no, it just drained up in here. Just a beam of light covered them, standing in the middle of that parking lot. Another crazy story about that area. Uh, and Brandon, Brandon can verify that one. That, that was another interesting evening. We had a tree pushed over in that area one night. We were there. Dee McGowan was with us on another trip. When that tree got pushed over, we couldn't find that tree, but that tree went crash and made so much noise. We could never find that tree that fell over. Really? So we've had all kinds of interesting stuff just in that area above where Joe talks about all the time. So. And what's funny is he's getting stuff like that. I don't that, know. Huh? I, can, I can sit there and you can hear it in my voice, the excitement, because it just it amazes me about, you know, because I'm not a paranormal type guy. You know, I'm, I, you know, I got into the Bigfoot side of the house, but all of a sudden I start seeing this paranormal stuff and I'm going, this can't be happening. But the orbs are just a crazy thing that I've never seen and they just float around this field like nothing. And there's, you know, people going, oh, it's lightning bugs. I'm going, no, they don't flicker on and off. They just float. So it's amazing. That is. And like you was talking about Joe, you know, what's funny is he's still getting stuff out of there. Just last weekend, he was out of there, out there and got some crazy stuff happening. Uh, every time that I've been down there, crazy stuff has right. happened. Uh, I haven't had as much paranormal stuff down there as Sam Houston as I have the, the whole vocals. Well, I mean, uh, uh, folks, it's all paranormal. But uh, when I mean paranormal in that sense, I mean spiritual. Uh, it's been more uh, Bigfoot related and stuff like that for me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a lot. I've I've had both sides of the house happen out there, and that's what blows my mind about that area. There's just as much paranormal in the San Houston that there is in the LBL. And I'll tell you what, if if you ever get Joe to take you out there, or, or we could get together, we can show you the areas that would just blow your mind. Yeah, in in that area down there where I was telling you they had the log throw, we did we did get a footprint. They did cast it. I'll send you a picture of the footprint also. Awesome. So I'm kind of scrolling through my pictures as I'm talking to you, kind of put them in a folder for you. Going, he send these over so you can take a look at them. I uh, yeah, I was sitting there. I, I figured you was doing the same thing I'm doing. I got two computer screens here, and I'm looking over the side. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, that, that that whole Sam Houston. Sam Houston thing is uh is is interesting and I there's my I can't say problem but my only conjecture with it now is it, it is it is becoming so popular that there's so many people in and out of there but that is a, it's a big area it is and it's funny you know because you'll run over people front and back and it's like yeah we're getting too close there's other people under looking you know we need to do something else if I'll talk to Gabe. Gabe had a video when he was out with Bob Garrett. Gabe, Gabe and Bob Garrett went out. In this video, Bob kind of was showing Gabe the area. In the video, Gabe called me. He says, hey, he says, take a look at the video that I sent you. He says, look in this one spot here. What do you see? And I went, holy mackerel. In the video, this Bigfoot standing in the background. He's standing there looking at because you hear Bob saying, well, let's get, they found a footprint. Bob says, we're getting late. Getting kind of weird. He said, maybe we should get out of here. But this Bigfoot stops and you can see it. And it's almost like the Patterson Gimlin film. It turns 
and starts to walk away. Well, the video has disappeared, but I captured screenshots out of the video. I didn't think at the time to stay that video on my computer when he sent it to me. But I can show you these pictures. There's two of them. I said, you know, there's not just one. I said, there's two. You can see the one plane that does the turn. But I said, there's another bigger one standing in the fork of this tree staring at both of you guys. So I'll send you those pictures if Dave don't have an issue with it. But they are interesting pictures to me. Wow. Yeah, that is that is interesting. <laughs> I'd, uh, and and we don't even have to, you know, produce them. I just like, then, to, like to see them. That's yeah, sp- Gabe, Gabe, Gabe can verify that. He was with Bob. But he says, you know, we didn't even see those when we were out there. Bob just said, hey, look, here's a footprint we found. And he says, yeah, it's getting pretty creepy. Maybe we should get out of here. And Bob had that sixth sense of just saying, we should leave. And when Gabe went back to that certain area, there that one that he saw, he didn't see the second one until I pointed it out to him. I said, there's no one right there. Yeah. So, but the but the one, and I said, boy, Gabe, I said, did you ever capture it? He said, did you keep it? He said, I didn't think about keeping that video either. And uh, that video is, we, we searched all over and can't ever find that video again. But I got those screenshots out because I screenshotted them off my computer when, when we were talking that night. And just amazement, just, just Bigfoot just does a U-turn. He just turns around and walks away. Nonchalant, not running, just turns around and walks away. And they're just standing there talking and uh, not knowing that they were even there. Well, when you started so, that. So I guess that's the closest I'll ever get to my class day unless one of them runs across the road in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you started that, I thought you was I thought you was going to go down a, a path and, and we'll go there. Uh, you started saying about how many people comes into Sam Houston. What blows my mind about that area is even it seems like the more people goes in there, but the activity doesn't stop. You figure all the people in there would drive the things out. That's true. It's not. It, I, that's what blows my mind. Is well, you, you know they they've got a big hiking club that cleans all the trails out out off the off those trails on the Sam Houston trails, and uh, they keep those trails pretty clean. And I I follow them on Facebook, and they're always out there every weekend cleaning up those trails so people can use them as hiking. Yeah. Uh, I've got a, a friend so, that's uh, tied in with that somehow. Uh, Ann, I can't think of Miss Ann's last name right off the top of my head. I'm sorry, Ann. Just a second. She uh, hangs out with Russell and, and, and Big Dog. And is, is that the right Ann we're talking about? Uh, honestly, I couldn't tell you. I don't know who she hangs out with. I know she's uh, she's done a roundtable or two with me, and we talk quite a bit. She's out of, uh, I'm trying to say Huntsville area. Yeah. I'm, yeah, she hangs out with Russell and Osborne Walls. Russell, Russell does, and Russell, and yeah, yeah. Great gal, great gal. She's a, she's a sweetheart. I got to give her props. She's a, got one of the most uh, wonderful spirits about her I've ever ever met. Talking, I just love talking to her. We talked, uh, we started doing a roundtable chat, and then we shut the the actual uh, episode down. And like we started at like seven o'clock, shut it down at like I think nine thirty, and then kept talking until almost three o'clock in the morning. That's good. I mean, like-minded people, you, you have all kinds of things you can talk about. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a. Uh, I, I classify those folks as friends. When you say Russell, I don't. I don't guess I. I know that one, but uh, Big Dog. Russell uh, Russell Miller. You know Russell Russell Miller, right? He do, he does the Huntsville, uh, South mm-hmm. South Texas Bigfoot huh. uh, uh, thing. He does. He's done two of them, I think, this year. I know Big Him Dog. and his wife. I don't know Russell. They do the. Uh, yeah, not you don't know Russell. Okay, uh, I do know you, Big Dog. You might want to talk to him and his wife. They've had some interesting stories. Now, when you're saying Big Dog, you're talking about Big Dog in your group, right? Yep, Big Dog. Yeah, yeah, Big Dog Alpha. I, I love him. He's awesome. He's for, he's cool. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be him. 
that that whole Sam Houston area. I mean, anywhere you go in the United States, I mean, there's stories all up through Oklahoma, all you know, all up in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, I've I've yet to get a whole lot of folks from the Pacific Northwest to. I think it's like a geographical thing or something. Of course, I'm not that big yet with this podcast, but you hear stories from all over, and, and that was my whole goal was to gather people from different geographic locations to come together and compare this information and see if it uh, see if it turns out uh, correlative, correlative, and it is. It is. It's uh, actually quite interesting how much of this stuff is uh, similar in different geographical areas, but yet the behavior is the same. And the, even on the paranormal side, the paranormal side's you know, similar. I wouldn't say the same, but the, the behavior of the target species is the same. It's to me, that gives it more credit than it is real. Yep. I, I agree. I mean, I, I haven't heard much difference. Um, the thing about the Sam Houston, I've heard a different, uh, for the Bigfoot side is the conical, more rounded head. Um, I've got a great audio that uh, a good friend of mine <clears throat> shared with me of that area. They played it out. I forget what part they were in in the Sam Houston, but it sounds like two big groups fighting, hollering and screaming at each other. It it will blow your mind. Where was that it, at? It just one of those. And there ain't nothing out there in these woods, and there. Are, they're screaming back and forth, and it almost sounds like a big football game, but there isn't even a stadium close to where they were at. And you're listening to this going, oh, my goodness. And, and the hair stand up on my arm, and I'm going, I wasn't even there. And I'm going, did you guys want to, did you run towards it? He goes, no, we weren't going to run towards it. He said, are you crazy? But it, the, the, that video or audio, well, just, if I can share it, 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 it was like, oh, this this is crazy. And that was in the Sam Houston? That was in the Sam Houston. Once again, folks, the Bermuda Triangle of Texas. Maybe uh, there's a portal in between the Bermuda Triangle off of the coast of Texas and the Bermuda Triangle in the middle of Sam Houston in Texas. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Well, what's your uh, what's your future plans, uh, Don? Are you uh, you got any expeditions um, planned pretty soon? Actually, you know, it, my 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 next trip, and I'm hoping the guys want to go. We we want to go to Oklahoma. We, we haven't been up there. We've heard so many stories, and we hope we get an invite to Oklahoma because we've heard such great things about Oklahoma. Well, I tell you uh, what, coming from like, an Oklahoma. We'd like to take a trip up there and somebody take us in. Uh, well, I tell you what, I'm going to give you a, a, a open invite, and you can come grab me, or I'll go down and meet you. But I tell you, the guys that, that would be a, a good bunch to get with, and Joe will recommend them too, uh, get over on the Southern Bigfoot Alliance page and get a hold of Shane Church. And Brian Hoolan, them boys. Yep, uh, I've been out with them for the yep. last few years. We've got a, or like I said, I can even take you down there. Uh, a lot of in southeastern Oklahoma, but there's another feller too that that knows a bunch of areas. And I can, I, I don't want to release his name on a podcast until I get permission to. Well, I will. I mean, it ain't gonna hurt him. Uh, Michael Waldy, uh, I think Paul knows him real well. I think you know yep. him, but. Uh, Coming right. from coming from an yep. Oki, you y'all just tell me when, and I'll try to meet you down there, and I'll go with you. Yeah, we're, we were trying to get our group to go. We were hoping to Gabe get off, and Javier, and Paul, and Jason. We usually try to do a five some somewhere. We try to make one trip a year somewhere. Yeah, as a group, you got a special area in Oklahoma. We, you we've want been to go trying to? to get to Oklahoma as a group as possible. 
you got a special area you want to go to? So, yeah, we'll give you a holler. No, no, we just uh, we just heard so much about Oklahoma. So, um, we just hear that uh, that area in Oklahoma is just supposed to be a, a, a very active area. Well, let me. So, we just like to come see it. Let me tell you tell you how to do this. Get you a map of Oklahoma and hang it up on a wall, and throw a dart. Because I guarantee you, no matter where that dart lands, within a hundred miles, there's going to be some kind of activity. It's like Texas. It's 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 crazy. And I hate to say that, but I've got a. I've got you know, a, I've, I've been. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say I've got a program here that's a mapping program that uh, I, I got to give him credit. Michael Waldy sent to me, and it uh, it tells of all the reports in the United States. But it's uh, my special to you that I was looking at was in Oklahoma, and it's it's pretty. There's a lot of a lot of uh, sightings and reports. That's cool. Yeah, because uh, it, it's just one of those trips that we want to go on. Um, but yeah, that's. But like I said, I spend a lot of time here. I, I run up and down the Mississippi River, <coughs> up to a place called Railfoot Lake, right there along the river. And uh, <coughs> it does this. I haven't run across any sounds or any noises or anything, but I go on, they got to be in this area because they got to run this river somewhere. Just haven't found the right area. Um, so I think the best area that I've found over here in West Tennessee is, is the LBL so far. Um, out of, out of everything that I've run across, but <clears throat> besides East Texas, I mean, East Texas, if, if I could move to East Texas and buy me about 10 acres out there in them piney woods, I'd be a happy camper. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Just pick a spot. I mean, you're going to be right in the middle of anywhere along the Palestine, the uh, Trinity, any of them rivers down there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't know. I've, I've talked a whole lot about the different areas that we've uh, investigated. A good group to my, I got to give a shout out to the STBI. A great bunch of guys, a lot of knowledge. Um, if you don't have a, a group that you follow, please come join us. We're a no kill group. We don't believe in. Out there harming the thing. Don't bash people on our page. We just uh, uh, we like people to share and, and, and talk to like-minded people and share what we have. I will second that motion wholeheartedly. I've uh, kind of followed them a little bit uh, through the network, if you want to say it. But uh, I had to beg, steal, and plead with Don the other day on the live show to get actually accepted in their group. Now I feel real special. And then it wasn't six hours later that Gabriel gets a hold of me <laughs> and uh, talks to me offline and, and just... <laughs> Uh, the amount of response that I've got from these guys in the past 24 hours. I mean, I, I've literally been on the phone all day today, and most of the time uh, today and even late tonight is with these guys and the other groups that we've been broadcasting to. And I want to say thank you to the STBI. And Don, I want to say thank you for coming on, man. I've enjoyed it. And I want to say thank you to all the listeners. I yes, sir. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm glad you're able to let me tell my stories. Like I said, uh, I've had some interesting stuff. I said I'm hoping my class A will come soon. Uh, that day is probably when I'll walk out of the woods and say I'll never go back. But um, I'm hoping to have that day soon. <laughs> Don, from personal experience, it'll it is a life changing moment, and it takes a lot of fortitude not to walk out of the woods and say you'll never go back <laughs> it is a lot of guys will back me up on that's that. right it is a life-changing experience it will it, it'll it'll give you a whole new yeah, religion you know, I, you know I've, I've been in areas and, and seen them on therms from other people's cameras but i've been standing there next to them and and not been able to see them because 
it's been in the dark, but you can see them on thermal going, oh my goodness, they're there. I just couldn't see them for myself up close, you know. Yeah. I, I really want that daylight daylight sighting is what I'm looking for. I think that's what we're all looking for in a sense. I, I think that the biggest thing with this is, is just getting, I know it is with me and, and, the, and the real close friends that I run with that we've discussed this. I think we're all looking for a little bit of conjecture and closure on the matter. There's too much evidence out there saying that, that it's there, but not quite enough for them to really say that it's there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Anyway, I, I appreciate you having me on. Let me tell my stories. Like I said, I've, I've got stuff that I can share. Uh, I'll take pictures of this hair. This hair looks just like horse hair to me. But there's no way a horse could have got that high up in the tree and got its mane tangled. So, But like I said, we had it tested and it came back unknown. So at least I have a good feeling that they couldn't tell me what it was. So, <laughs> Yeah, send me all the uh, all the pictures you want because we've got an hour. And now I might have to clip some of this because the audio was so bad I'll have to have to work with it but uh we've got an hour and 33 minutes of information so we've we've got plenty of <laughs> plenty of time to put the the pictures in there and, and i might even uh depending on how the audio sounded when we uh, played it live i might clip that out and put in the actual recordings themselves uh to make it sound a little better. yeah and like i said you can you can share that uh Share the one uh, spectrogram too, so they can actually see. Uh, if, if I can <laughs> um, get you to what, resend what that, that to that me, that sound actually looked like. If I can get you to resend okay, that to I'll me, because all I got was the the message behind it saying, uh, "Did you get this?" I didn't get nothing prior to that. Well, no, the, the spectrogram I shared the other night on on the on your show, you should already have that. You can go back to your show and pull it off your comments, hopefully. Okay, if not, I'll get with you tomorrow and and. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I got the rest of these pictures. I'll I'll send that TP thing to let people go. Well, you know, this could be, or you could get. Yeah, it's not what I'm thinking. And, <laughs> I, I think you. And hit, I'll send you the rest of the photos and stuff from Sam Houston. And, I, I think you hit it right on the head, Don. So, you, uh, this, folks, this whole subject matter is subject to conjecture, positive, negative, up, down, sideways, <laughs> inside out. It's all out for opinion. And in saying that, I'm going to do a little disclaimer. Every one of these shows that comes out, you take it, the information for what it is, and, and analyze it and figure it out. And if you have rebuttals, if you have opinions, as long as we keep it politically and somewhat, or excuse me, somewhat politically and and, and kosher, we'll discuss it. All of these subjects are, are a matter of opinion. Some opinions are stronger. Some cases are stronger. It just depends either way. Me, it's not a matter of opinion. It's a matter of let's get the information out there. That's true. To share, I mean, here's my personal opinion. The more we can share with each other, the more that we're going to have the ability to be able to collect the evidence to prove to the world that they exist. Absolutely. Couldn't be put any better any more simple and direct and to the point. All right, sir. I won't I won't keep you tied up too much longer. I, I appreciate you having me on your show. Uh, if you guys ever get to West Tennessee, come look me up. We'll make a trip to the LBL. I'll tell you what, I can take you some areas that you'll be going, do we really want to be in here? Don, I've got a car. But, uh, that... Come join me. I, I, I like the more people to come. Don't tempt me. I've got a, <laughs> We've got a car that gets about 40 miles to the gallon. We can do that trip for about $100. <laughs> 
Well, man, I appreciate you coming you're on the show. You're more welcome anytime. So. I appreciate you having you on the show, man. All right, man. sir. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks again, and uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Talk to you later. Thank you. Well, folks, there it was. Mr. Don Smith from Western Tennessee via South Texas, via all over with the United States Navy. Don, when you hear this, thank you for your service. 